Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us on Healthy Parenting Pitch by Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital. So, in honor of September being the Spinal Cord Injury Awareness Month, we invited the Director of Business Development for Memorial Rehabilitation Institute's Adaptive Sports Program, Ray Shipman, to talk about the program's history and the unique role it serves in helping people with disabilities go beyond their limitations to reach their maximum potential. But before we get to Ray, we'll spend a few minutes during our coffee chat segment talking about The Rebound, which is a documentary about the Miami Heat's wheels, which is their wheelchair basketball team. And we're also going to talk about preventing sports injuries in kids. Did you just say wheelchair basketball team? I know. Isn't Listen, that crazy? It's, it's, that is a crazy. It's, it's, I respect that because I can't shoot worth a damn, man. <laughs> and we're talking about they're getting it in right, with no. the wheelchairs. And, but you see, what we're talking about preventing sports injuries, that's, isn't that part of kids' life? You know, injuries well, happen. They're, they're, there's injuries that happen, and, and then, then there's, there's injuries. injuries that could very much be preventable. So, I, can't, I can't wait to get into it. Yeah. <laughs> Before we move on, here's a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm John, your valet at Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital, and you're listening to Healthy Parenting Podcast, pitched by Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital. Fall can be difficult for those who are sensitive to mold and ragweed pollen. But these seasonal elements aren't the only triggers that can make symptoms worse this time of the year. There are also a few lesser known triggers. Hello, my name is Dr. Christopher Chang, Medical Director of the Division of Pediatric Immunology and Allergy at Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital. Here are some tips that will help you prep for the upcoming season. Although they are labeled fall allergies, many allergy triggers start to appear in mid to late August. Start taking your allergy medications about two weeks before your symptoms normally start. Getting ahead of your symptoms means controlling them a lot better. Mold allergies can be tough to outrun. Because they can grow anywhere there is water. The key to reducing mold is moisture control. Be sure to use bathroom fans and clean up any standing water immediately. Ragweed or any pollen that triggers your allergy symptoms needs to be kept out of the house. Leave your shoes at the door and take a shower, wash your hair, and change clothes after you've been working or playing outdoors. Wear a NIOSH rated 95 filter mask when mowing the lawn or doing other outdoor chores. Wear gloves so you won't transfer pollen to your eyes or skin. Take your allergy medication before heading outside. Most importantly, find an ally. See your allergist. Allergists are trained to identify your allergies and provide a personal treatment plan. This is it for today. I'm Dr. Christopher Chang. Join us next time on Jody's Quick Tips. Welcome back. Before we get to today's special guest, let's bring in one of our producers, Bahati, with what's making news in the parenting world. Bahati. What's up? How are you both doing? Fantastic. Awesome, have you, have awesome. you met my new co-host? You know I've met Shannon. Okay, okay. just making <laughs> sure. Just making Welcome, sure. Welcome, Shannon. It is so glad to have you. Thanks. Really love your personality, love your energy, and you're going to have a great time. Awesome. I'm podcast. so excited. So up first, um, the rebound. So again, as Jason mentioned, later on in today's show, um, the director of Memorial's Adaptive Sports Program, Ray Shipman, is going to be coming in and talk to us about the program. And this is a really cool um, documentary. It's called The Rebound. And The Rebound is a documentary about Miami Heat Wheels. They are a um, up-and-coming <laughs> uh, wheelchair basketball team Ooh. that's actually based out of uh, Fort Lauderdale. I'm, I'm sorry, they're a Miami-Dade wheelchair basketball team, and they compete in the National Wheelchair Basketball Association. Wow. They actually um, are have become national championship 
uh, winners. So the the whole purpose of uh, the Rebound film, uh, they've been showing movie screenings across the country. And the goal is to raise awareness for wheelchair basketball um, as it relates to shifting, shifting people's perspectives on inclusivity and disability um, and motivating com communities to support adaptive sports. So Ray, again, will go into what adaptive sports is. I didn't really know what it meant when I first uh, met neither him neither did and, I. And, and heard about the program. But I was just nodding awesome. when I heard it. So. <laughs> I know, <really>? <laughs> okay, <laughs> yes, adaptive yeah. sports, I know that. But yes. it's an amazing, amazing program um, for people with disabilities. They've had over 70 movie screenings to date. And like I said, yeah. they've been held throughout the country at different film festivals, conferences, schools, and we actually held, uh, Memorial's Rehabilitation Institute actually held a screening last year. Really? Yep, last September, uh, Ray hosted it, and he actually had some members of Miami Heat Wheels and Memorial's own Fort Lauderdale Sharks. Oh, we actually have really? our own uh, adaptive sports wheelchair basketball team. That <laughs> which is, is amazing. really, really, really awesome. That so, sounds so empowering. It is. It, does. it is. It is. And for me, a little masculine because I can't shoot. So. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine because because I'm thinking it's got to be so much harder, you know, oh, and, and to be able to perform and to have a league. Yes. And then here I am at the, you know, the, what is it, a safety line and I <laughs> airball and. What a cool like, thing that we have. I know. I know. I it's mean, amazing. It's very. It's We're very glad to cool. Have you. <laughs> and uh, let's get let's get I going. Awesome. And I don't know much about mm -hmm. the adaptive sports world, mm -hmm. but. I could only would only assume that the more the better. Yes. You know, and for us to have something here, yes. it, it just seems very cool. What a cool resource to have. Yep. Is it adults and pediatrics or how does it work? It's adults primarily. The program started off as an adult program, but they just added um, and again Ray will talk about this, a pediatrics wheelchair basketball team, which is super cool. That is cool. Um, and it really is again the whole point is to bring people who uh, maybe have had a stroke or a traumatic brain injury, or they've had a loss of a limb, a loss of a, their arms or their legs, and any of us can imagine. We can, we don't know what it's like until we've experienced it, but we can imagine the psychological and emotional, um, not just physical issues that we deal with, but the emotional and um, psychological issues. And this group kind of serves as not just like an outlet for sports, but an all, but a support as well. Mm -hmm. Because you're working with people, you're playing with people, you're being social with people who also have experienced um, a loss of limb or, you know, a uh, traumatic brain injury, and they and they have they've lost you know mo mobility, right. and so it's just it really is an amazing it's program. So great reason for emotional support. Yeah. yeah. So socializing. Yes. I would love to go to one of these games and root them on. Yeah, yeah, Actually, yeah. Actually, yeah. me too. Me too. Yeah, their season. If you want more information, you can always visit reboundthefilm.com and you can actually bring the documentary to your school community if you have a, a community organization and sometimes if you just want like um, a, a motivational speaker this would be an amazing film to, to showcase. Oh, that's really, that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. That's a really yeah. great idea. I mean, yeah. I'm 
I'm totally with Jason. <laughs> basketball, <laughs> basketball, sports in general. I'm the kid who gets hit in the head. Right, yeah. right. I was, was me. never a sports person myself. I was a dancer. And, and that is I'm, why we are on the that mic. That is a sports. That's, 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 that's why we're on the mic. <laughs> Wait, let's back the statement up. I was not a sports person. I was a dancer. I'm a dancer. Yeah, I was a dancer, I should say. That. Dance is a sport. Dance so, is a sport. I don't well, think we've, we've I, never I got in a little deeper with Bahati. So. No, like, <laughs> in the, like in the traditional sense of like sport. But you're right. It is is very active. It's extreme. It takes a lot of training, a lot of practice, as and and there are injuries as well in, in, in the I dance. I would as assume well. that uh, just feeds into our next topic of preventing the sports injuries in kids. That yes. includes in dance it people. It includes dancing and cheerleading <laughs> yes. as well. That is a dangerous sport. It is. Holy it can cow. be. It was, mm. but it's lots of fun. Uh-huh. So there was a new pediatric study that just came out um, August of this year, saying that youth who specialize in one sport. So if you only play fo- uh, football or baseball or basketball um, or wrestling or any kind of um, competitive sport, you're actually more likely to suffer overuse injuries caused by the extreme, intensive, and repetitive movements that mm, often yeah. are associated yeah. with, you know, when you only play one sport. Right. So uh, approximately 30 million kids, 14 and under, typically participate in sports throughout the country. And within that group, about 3.5 million of those kids are injured every single year. That is a uh-huh. really large number. It is a large number. Mm-hmm. So usually when you think about like single sports, it's usually a very intense training, about eight or more months out yeah. of the year. Um, if you think about like football, that like starts in the summer and it goes all the way until the end of winter. I mean, it's a lot. It's very intense. Oh, it is. Um, and a lot of rep- repetitive motions and movements are used. Very true. And unfortunately, what this uh, the study is saying, it can increase muscle imbalances and increase your uh, risk for injury. So the takeaway with this study, again, is like sports should be fun. Yes. And, you know, I, I think there's been a shift in like the mindset, like sports, we, you you know you, you get pushed real hard and when you're in high school you're trying mm-hmm. to get a college scholarship and there's like all this other stuff the competitive nature is real right. it's very it's, real it's very but it's real at at, at, at any age at any you know age, and yeah. I, I you know i had a uh, my youngest son was mm-hmm. in football and okay. the, the coaches they took these things yes. serious seriously. and they took too, serious. too yeah. seriously and yeah. personal mm. very personal yeah. so and in yeah. what way? Like in if, what they, way? If, if the they, team if lost, they lost, or they didn't, they didn't get catch a certain pass or something. Like, and I, I would listen to them. The, the scolding was, I don't, I don't yeah. scold my children like that. Right. Let's just, I just, let's just say that I don't scold them like that. So right. the, the competitive nature, it's, it's real. It is real. You just have to, you know, as a, as a parent, you've got to look out for what doesn't seem right to you. Mm. Exactly. So mm-hmm. my, my, uh, my brother is a, is a high school football coach. Cool. He uh, coaches. Uh oh, he's gonna kill me. Offen- <laughs> he's an offensive line coach. Sorry, Derek. Uh, so he's an that offensive right. line coach, right. and um, he'll tell you he goes around in the high school mm-hmm. world. The high school coaches uh-huh. go over to the elementary schools really? and um, to the little league, the little city leagues, and they look out starting. I mean, they do, but they also go ahead and they talk to the coaches. They see what's going on, and they'll tell you. My brother will tell you. You know what? If it was my child, this is this is not the one for me because I want my child to have that fun. Yes. Exactly. Really. Yes. So just just know it really it really is 
uh, for sport. So there is mm-hmm. sport is for sport, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. So exactly. And the other thing is, kids should take breaks. Right. <laughs> like the the breaks? study. Yeah. Yes. Breaks. The study myth, recommended. I know, right? Three to four, <laughs> three to four months off every year and two days a week off. So when you think about like all the extracurricular activities that kids have, I know when I was a kid, it was like never ending. Like you had school and mm-hmm. then you had the after school programs and mm-hmm. whether it's they dance, cheering, football, basketball, baseball, and you soccer, had your scholastic blah, blah, blah. clubs, yes. and you got a homework. They need a break. <laughs> but does but does when it comes to three to four months off, mm-hmm. what is it in reference to? Is it in reference to injury? So what I guess what I'm trying to say is is it okay, well my child has been in and football, mm-hmm. but now they're gonna go into I don't know, pick another sport. Into swimming. So that's that's their their break from the repetitive injury or or it's, is it's it a break really period. saying a mental period a, a like true a whole... break a true break from huh. no activity whatsoever because you, if you could imagine i mm-hmm. mean they're still developing their bones are developing their muscles are developing so when you overwork those systems consistently like imagine every single month for a kid doing intensive training that's right, that's right. intensive makes yeah. sense intensive yeah. i think is the is the, the word, is the key, is the key word, <laughs> right it's the intense training that it, it, and it give it, our children a break you know, even in, rest. even yes. in the adaptive sport, yes, in the wheelchairs. So I was I, I turned around to one of our rehab physicians mm-hmm. a few months ago, and okay. I said, you know, these kids who are in wheelchairs all the time, do they get arm injuries? Yeah, very much repetitive. Yes. Yes. I would imagine. Upper body, because yes. you need some serious yeah, rotator, upper body strength. They get yeah. a lot of rotator cut yeah. issues from wheeling themselves all the time. So, but. But with that, they have a lot of adaptive equipment that's out there. So, you know, I think what's a, that's a really cool thing that um, our guest speaker is going to talk mm-hmm. about. Yes. Is that um, once you're in a group mm-hmm. of all these kids mm-hmm. or adults that have all similar conditions, mm-hmm. then you have different uh, ways of looking at things and different uh adaptive equipment that might be out there that we may not know about yes beforehand yes most definitely oh absolutely absolutely great conversation oh, guys great discussion mm-hmm. as always bahati before we get to today's special guest here's a word from our sponsor the joe dimaggio children's hospital team has every medical specialty a parent could want and the expertise every child needs so when it matters most trust the experts in pediatrics at joe dimaggio children's hospital Thank you once again for joining us on the Healthy Parenting Podcast. I'd like to welcome today's guest, Ray Shipman. Welcome, welcome, Mr. Shipman. Hello. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Fantastic. So tell us a little bit about the program, uh, adaptive sports program that you're involved in. Um, Well, I'm the director of sports medicine and adaptive sports at the Memorial Rehabilitation Institute. And adaptive sports are any sports you can think of, uh, but we make it accessible for the physically impaired And when I say physically impaired, I speak to spinal cord injury, uh, traumatic brain injury, limb loss, and stroke. Wow. Really? Pediatric stroke? Uh, We do work with, we have a pediatric rehab component at Joe DiMaggio. Uh, We have a pediatric wheelchair basketball program um, that we actually just started up two months ago. Really? And the guys from our adult wheelchair basketball program are actually mentors. And one and of the training, they uh, train them. Actually, one of the retired guys who played with us two years ago when we finished number two in the country. Oh, really? So Excuse me. Wheelchair basketball right is a now. national sport, uh, the NWBA. He's a retired player. He's the head coach now. 
Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, that is amazing. They, we, the adult team is the Fort Lauderdale Sharks, and the pediatric team uh, are the Junior Sharks. Okay. So you have the adult mentors there? Adult mentors. We have volunteers throughout the entire healthcare system. So you're training champions. We're training champions. We're training champions. We are. Okay, we are. okay. Is, what? No, carry on. Is there <laughs> rehab staff that's there? So, yeah, uh, we, have, we offer support services for the team. Um, if it's them being seen by some of our PM&R docs, we want to make sure that we tend to them. But for the wheelchair, basketball in itself is fun. It's uh, recreational. Uh, improve social skills for our pediatric and adult uh, former patients. And that's one thing I want to point out. Our programs are for our not only our former patients, but for the entire physically impaired community. So there's kids uh. and adults who participate in wheelchair basketball who weren't necessarily patients of ours, but have heard uh, information on podcasts. Oh, yeah, all right, <laughs> all right. Facebook, social media, and our website who have reached out and have become a part of the program. That's fantastic. Let me circle back and can you explain to us the history and the purpose of the adaptive sports program? Uh, the history, well, adaptive sports uh, dates way back to before I was born, and I'm just here in, in South Florida trying to improve it. The one thing I do want to point out, we're the only rehab facility that has a full-time adaptive sports program. Okay. And I say full-time um, staff that's dedicated just to adaptive sports. So adaptive sports is uh, for recreational use and some competitive when it comes to wheelchair basketball um, for the physically impaired community. So is it just basketball or there's more than that? Oh, the list goes on. Uh, we do wheelchair basketball. We have adaptive fitness. We have uh, quad rugby. Really? Um, we have um, hand cycling. Uh, mm. Hand cycling, if you guys don't know, it's um, hand cycling. So <laughs> bicycle for those bicycling for those mm-hmm. who have lower um, extremity impairments. Mm-hmm. Who we make it accessible so they can use the bikes with their upper extremities. Really? Yes. What are some of the challenges that are encountered by some of the? Uh, people who are doing the sports, the kids that are doing the sports? Uh, one of the challenges, I think the main challenge um, is just um, taking that step out, getting off the fence. A lot of uh, individuals who have physical impairments um, fall into the misconception that they can't be active, and that's where we come mm-hmm. into play to let them know that you can be just as active as the next person because we make these sports and recreational activities accessible. Are there different levels? Like, uh, do, if I'm a beginner... Whatever, How does that work? In some of our cases, we've had, like for patients, for instance, we've had uh, mountain bike riders okay. who were avid mountain bike riders before the injuries. Uh, we had one gentleman who um, was working for a company and had an incident at work that required mm-hmm. for him to have both legs amputated. And it devastated him. He thought he would never be able to ride a bike again. Sure. And we were able to introduce them into the hand cycles. So just things like that. If someone had a prior um, history of being active and suffer injury and think they can't be active, we are there for them. And then for those who don't really know what they're interested in, that's where we come into play and introducing them. to. If it's not wheelchair basketball, mm-hmm. then maybe you would be interested in hand cycling. If it's not hand cycling, then maybe it'll be rugby. If not that, uh, we have adaptive water aerobics where we go to the beach and uh, there's accessible Aww. wheelchairs okay. that allow individuals uh, who won't, who weren't able to get in the water before who are in wheelchairs because of the sand. Right. We have Moby mats that'll get them down to the water. Oh. The ch- it, it's the list goes on. That's why I wanted to emphasize our job is making sure that any activity that anyone else mm-hmm. can participate in, that we find accessible needs. To so make I guess sure it'd be safe to say that not only is it uh, 
physically activity, but there's emotional and you know maybe even psychological support exactly. as well here. And I, I, I kid you not, I feel I get just as much as a reward of watching individuals participate in our activities as they do because it's so rewarding. I mean, we talked about the different activities, but are there any regular groups that, that meet regularly? And if so, what kind? We do. We have um, support groups um, okay. in our rehab facility. So uh, this program is based out of the Memorial Rehab Institute. Uh, it's an acute rehab, inpatient rehab facility. And we host our support groups there for our patients in the community. Mm -hmm. We offer spinal cord injury support groups. We offer traumatic brain injury support groups and stroke support groups. Okay. So... Are there, what are the specific activities that are geared towards children in particular? So as of now, wheelchair basketball is our first uh, um, dab, dab into the pediatric community. Mm -hmm. And it's been going great. Um, we see a regular um, seven kids every week, well, every other week. Okay. Uh, we're slowing down now because school is back in session. But they practice Sundays at Carter Park in Fort Lauderdale. Okay. Um, and they go at it. It's a, it's they a, go at it. Is there an age go, range? <laughs> uh, for the pediatric wheelchair basketball program, the age uh, is 5 to 13. 5 oh. to 13. 5 to 13. Okay. And then older than that um, is where the transition is to uh, the adults. The adults. The adults. And um, the adults are there to mentor. Um, and this is for anyone who's maybe competitive. If not competitive, but you still want to be Just active. Part of the team. Because physical activity is needed. Of this course. Is always absolutely. going to be needed. So there's so many benefits from that physical activity. So let's say the sky is going to be the limit. Any mm -hmm. potential future uh, pediatric programs that you guys are thinking about? We're looking um, to mirror all of our adult programs. Okay. Um, right now, it's open to the entire community, pediatrics and adults. So our adaptive fitness classes, it's open to all. Uh, but our uh, population we've seen most now is adults, mm -hmm. but it is open to kids. And adaptive fitness, we offer it Fridays at the Memorial Regional Outpatient Facility in the Target Plaza okay. on Hollywood Boulevard. And we have trainers who are trained in accessible fitness. Really? Um, on working individuals out. So they get their own personal trainers. They do. One-on-one -on -one attention. Um, if it's making the exercise accessible, if it's... Mm -hmm. Uh, someone who needs to sit in a chair who suffered a stroke, uh, someone who has paralysis and can't lift as much, and it's just banned or just working with them one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. It's wow. a group group training, but right. we have multiple trainers. Well, small groups than usual, and it sounds a little bit more exclusive than uh, than you're letting on. If you say <laughs> so. <laughs> just saying. I, I try to get the word out as much as possible, and another thing that I want to get out to everyone who's listening is that all of our programs are free of charge. Oh. You won't go find well. any program out we have right now that you have to pay. So we should have led with that <coughs> like at the beginning. <laughs> I love how there's multiple benefits of this program. So there's the physical benefit, right, of I'm assuming using muscles and <laughs> things that may not be used in a regular setting for a patient who has any sort of injury mm -hmm. or paralysis. Mm -hmm. And then I love the psychological aspect of being one-on-one -on -one and having people there. And even more so is the social aspect exactly. of being a pediatric mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm person or mm -hmm. child, I should say, just the social aspect is so important to their development. Exactly. And this is really neat to have something that's free mm -hmm. and able to use them. And how accessible, you, of course. Mm -hmm. So how do you, how do you find out more about this? Um, you can visit us online at www.memorialrehab.com. Um, on that site, we have a link just um, solely to adaptive sports. And there's a calendar on our website for a list of calendar events. 
That's great. Are there any special events that are coming up that we should know about? Well, we just had an event this past week, and it just passed our fourth annual Adaptive Bowlathon. Oh. And uh, we hold it at Spares. And for the past two years, we filled all 62 lanes. I believe you. Oh my gosh. All 62 lanes. And those 62 lanes are filled with individuals with physical impairments. They're filled with memorial re- the entire memorial healthcare system staff, employees, mm-hmm. and then the community. We have sponsored organizations who come out, um, and it's just a great, great event. And this is the Bowlathon, right? Bowlathon. I you have just participated had in that last oh, really? year. Yes, really? I, I oh, really? Yes. I bowled, I bowled a solid 60-something, but it yeah. solid? <laughs> solid. <laughs> it's solid. We're going to stick with solid. Yes, it was, a, it was actually a very good time. I, okay. We all had a blast. It was, it was like we ran that place. It was great. Yeah. Absolutely great. And then one other coming up, uh, this is one of our biggest events, is next year in March, March 30th, is our Adaptive Sports and Recreation Expo. So that's the big um, – Wow. That's what we look forward to every year is at Markham Park, uh, the last Saturday of the month. And at Markham Park, um, we offer an array of uh, Adaptive Sports and Recreation activities. One of the big ones is uh, Adaptive Water Scheme. We have accessible water skis for those who have physical impairments. Really? Be right there, and we have the trained uh, adaptive water skiers who are on each side of the individual in the um, adaptive water ski to assist with them. That sounds amazing. I I don't know if I can speak to it, but it's really something you have to see in person. It's great. I try to imagine it, but wow. Yeah, it's it's great. We have adaptive scuba diving at that event as well at Markham Park, wheelchair basketball, hand cycling, remote control airplanes, and the list goes on. So I guess the question should be, what don't you guys have then, right? Is that and then, like I, and, I, and I, was, I started this uh, podcast saying any sport or recreational activity that each, either one of us can participate in, it's our job of making it accessible for those who have physical That is amazing. It's March amazing, 30th? Amazing March 30th. Mark your calendars. And uh, you can find out more information on as, the as we get closer to it, it will be on our website, March 30th. And this is March 30th is going to be our fifth Huh. Fifth uh, time doing it, so we try to do it bigger and better each year. It sounds like it. <laughs> it's fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, Ray Shipman, before we wrap up, is there any any last resources you'd like to give our audience? Uh, if, if it's not anything you can't find on our website, you can contact our office directly at 954-518-5573. That's 954-518-5573. Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. That sounds like a fantastic resource. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you for joining us on Healthy Parenting. Listen and leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. Like our Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital Facebook page and share Healthy Parenting with others. 